the Bible Study Podcast, episode 710. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of 1 Corinthians with chapter 12. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. One of the big reasons that I wanted to do the study of 1 Corinthians is this chapter. The other one is going to be next week's chapter. This chapter is about gifts, and next week's chapter is about love. You know that one. Hopefully you know this one also. Concerning spiritual gifts. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of the Lord says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. And to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So Paul is talking here about spiritual gifts, and he is talking about not just the different kind of gifts that are obvious in every church and every group, you know, the kind of gifts that we know of, but he's talking about a specific set of spiritual gifts. doesn't mean these are the only gifts that God gives. It doesn't even necessarily mean that these are more important than the gift of teaching or the gift of preaching or the gift of mercy, which he talks about in another chapter in another book. But these are a set of spiritual gifts. And you can probably guess why Paul is talking about these, but I'm going to let you guess right now. We're going to get into that part in just a minute. But he's talking about this and he's saying, first of all, that the Holy Spirit is real. And that the Holy Spirit is powerful and that the Holy Spirit gives gifts. The most important verse in this whole chapter is verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That the reason why there are spiritual gifts of various varieties, this list and other lists, is to build up the church for ministry. That why whatever gift someone may have been given, and he goes into a list of specific spiritual gifts, tongues and interpretation of tongues and knowledge and miraculous powers and discernment and, and all of those things, and says there's this specific set of things, but the big thing you need to know is it's not about you. It's about God giving gifts to build up the church and to each one different kinds of gifts. In, you may or may not come from a, a Christian denomination or, or a Christian tradition that emphasizes these particular spiritual gifts. So let's set that aside for just a moment. We're going to get back to that in a minute. But let's talk about the different gifts that the Spirit gives. The Spirit gives this set of gifts and other gifts as well. But whatever gifts we're given are intended for us as Christians to build up the body of Christ. They're intended not for us but for others. 
and they were given as gifts they weren't earned. That's why he uses the word gift. Okay. Then this particular set of gifts, he's going to talk about them in a little more detail because, and you guessed it, the Corinthians have been screwing it up. (laughs) This is why he brings it up. We're going to go into those gifts a little more, but we're going to give some context first, and that is unity and diversity in the body, starting in chapter 12. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentile, slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink, even so the body is not made up of one part but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all the one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the hand cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, Every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church first all of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing and helping, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. Love is indispensable, yet I will show you the most excellent way. That last one is going to lead into our next chapter, but I wanted to get that before we got here. So he's telling this particular story. He's drawing a picture, and he's drawing a picture of a body, and it's a body that's having a little hard time. Because the eye is thinking, oh, I can't hear, and you know, I don't, I don't think I belong. The foot is saying, oh, I'm not a hand, I don't belong here, and, you know. And the ear is saying, oh, I wish it was an eye, I'm no good. And then you know, the eye is saying, hey, we don't need your hand. And the you know, the the head is saying to the feet, you know, we don't need you. Well, this body is a mess, and yet. How often our churches behave just the same way? We don't all have the same gifts, and we're not supposed to. It would be a mess. Think about it. Sunday morning, it's time for the sermon, and everybody gets out of their pew and goes up to try and preach the sermon at the same time. We don't need that. (laughs) That is not necessary. And nobody, by the way, is in the cry room with the infants doing that kind of ministry. And no one is helping people get seated because nobody wants to be an usher. And nobody is taking a collection because nobody wants to do that. And nobody helped clean the church the night before and all these things. Everybody just wants to preach. 
that would be a mess, and we don't need it. That's not the way churches work. And just because somebody is doing something more visible doesn't mean it's more important. And whether that visible be teaching and preaching or whether that visible be miracles, even Paul is telling us. Now, we don't have a lot of miracles on a daily basis in my church. Maybe you do in yours, and that's great. That means that the Holy Spirit is moving. But it doesn't mean that the person who can perform miracles is any more special to God than the person who is making sure that the church is cleaned. He says there's all kinds of ministries And there's all kinds of abilities and there's all kinds of gifts. And why were they given by God to the church to build one another up? Not one, not to put one up and one down, not to say this is more important than that, not to say I'm less important than you or you're less important than me, but we have a habit of doing just that. It is not more important to teach is not more important to preach. It's important that we have teachers. It's important that we have preachers, but it's also important that we have lots of other things, lots of other less visible, less obvious ministries that go on in a church. If you spend time in a church for any given time period, you'll find that there are people who get stuff done behind the scenes. For my church, it's one of the groups I think of is the Men of Monday. <laughs> they come in on Monday and they fix stuff. If doors are broken, they come in and they fix stuff. These are people whose ministry is done with a hammer and a screwdriver. And most people don't even know they exist. It doesn't seem to be that important to them that they know that it exists. But it is important to them that if that door isn't working right, that it gets fixed. That's the kind of ministry that we need in all sorts of places. And that's the kind of attitude that we need in all our ministries the ministries that are done by people who love to do them and love to get stuff done. And don't look at what other people are doing and compare. And don't play that game that I'm less. Or don't play that game that I'm better. And Paul tells us this whole thing about this ridiculous body where hands are talking to feet and feet are getting feeling excluded, all this stuff, to show us just how ridiculous that behavior is. And he's really trying to tell us, don't be like that. That's ridiculous. And of course, he's doing that because that's exactly the problem the Corinthians are going to get into. And he's going to get into it in two chapters. And that chapter in between, he's going to talk a lot about love. We pull that out and we use it at weddings. But that's not the context. The context is this. The context is the body of Christ not getting along. The body of Christ thinking of itself as members as too important or not important enough. So when we listen to that chapter next week, remember it's all about this chapter this week. Whatever your gifts are, given by God for the building up of the church. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. 
For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.